What is it, brothers and sisters? Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Vessels Podcast. We hope that it is beneficial to you and your faith in some way. And if it is, we encourage you to share it with others because that is how we continue to grow and make an impact. But before we get started with this episode, we just want to make a quick announcement about what we are going to be doing now with the Vessels Podcast slash Ask Us Why that is exciting that we want you guys to be a part of. And that is that with every episode that we drop each week, we will be sending out weekly email newsletters that cover these topics extensively with additional resources that you can use to further your study of these topics. And what's really great about these is that we separate it into watch, listen, and read. And on top of that, for every resource that we give, we give you brief summaries and bullet points of those things so that if you don't have the time to listen or to read or to watch that video, you can just use the takeaways that we've got to take along with you from that. But it covers each of the topics more than just the podcast can and even points you to people that honestly teach it a lot better than we can. And so either way, we made it for you and we hope that you would use it to continue to grow in your faith and that it would be a trustworthy source for you when it comes to learning about topics that are honestly controversial or are really hard to understand where truth lies because we live in a world where there is quote truth everywhere around us. And so with that being said, if you are not signed up with us, we encourage you to go and get signed up. The best way for you to sign up is to head to our shop page, which is askuswhyshop.com. And when you guys sign up, you will get a 20% discount code that goes towards anything of the store. And on top of that, it'll get you signed up for our newsletter so that you will receive those weekly emails. With that being said, we love you guys. Thank you so much for the support that you have given to us. And let's jump into this week's episode. Hope you love it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Vessels Podcast. We are live in the lion's den. Yeah, we are. And tis be the season because we got Christmas lo-fi on. And, and a Christmas Happy tree. Christmas. And a Christmas tree. In the living room. My wife said so yesterday exciting. when she came home from work, she said, I have one goal today before school, and that is to find a Christmas tree. And so she spent literally every second on Facebook Marketplace waiting until another one popped up because they would sell like that. It was crazy. And then she found one. And she, it was in surprise. Wow. Surprise. And she drove yeah. all the way out there and got it. Came back and she put it up. And now it's Christmas time. And now I swear I can hear Santa on my roof. He's just walking up and down it just like, where's the chimney? That's Welcome just, to the Christmas. That's Christmas. just Connor. <laughs> Connor, do me a favor. Get off my roof. I do what I want. <laughs> well, in the podcast studio, we got the one and only. Actually, I'm so sorry. Um... Christian is not with us today. Instead, we have a guest speaker, um, Chad from Silicon Valley, who started the company uh, Metagang. Hello, I started Metagang. Say gang. gang. <laughs> That's the slogan. It was really funny. So right before I was going to introduce you, I was going to say that I, you were just some homeless guy on the street that I picked up, but then... Because glasses. you brought up last second, the glasses. Now the glasses, because now I'm a Silicon Valley, Silicon tech, Valley founder. tech founder. I was like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's kind of. Have you guys seen Google before? The or I'm sorry, yeah, uh, I've heard of it. Internship, <laughs> internship, internship with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. 
Yeah. I just, watched I just that. recently saw that a couple of weeks ago and I was like, this is actually pretty funny. You're telling me the CIA doesn't have some North Face jackets and some pirates booty? She she just mixed up two different movies that aren't the same. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where that is in the movie. <laughs> we watched it. We watched the interview, not the internship. Two completely different movies with very very drastic differences. <laughs> and obviously, she doesn't know who the actors story. are in the movie either. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah the one Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, and um, uh, uh, Kim Kim John um, Kim J- something. The Kim guy Jong-un? from Gangnam Style. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh no! You see what I have to deal with? Oh man, a hey, voluntary sign up. Okay, it's all voluntary until you guys sign the contract. That's how I see it as a contract. I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, sitting adjacent for me is one and only. Introduce oh, yourself. My name is Christian, by the way. That's Christian. I'm <laughs> Chad. Christian. Hey, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be here today. Chad is glad. Chad is glad. <laughs> and uh, sitting across from me, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Allie. What's your full name? Oh, Allie, middle name, world, last name, champion. Yeah. No, you're supposed to do Allie oh, champion. Oh, Allie champion, middle name, middle name world. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's how it goes down. <laughs> and uh, my name is Jeremy. Some people better know me as Remy. And some uh, people better know him as Oregon boy. I know him boy. as Remy boy. Remy boy. Remy. Remy boy. Oregon. Last <laughs> name boy. boy. <laughs> yeah, there's people that actually did call me it, and um, I still have a lot of scars from it. Thanks, guys. Mm. I thought they called you loser. <laughs> <laughs> they called me that too. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, how we doing today, guys? How we doing? Let me tell you. Physically, not great. Hold on. Mentally Connor not. said, "Let me tell you." Great. And I'm waiting that was for him it, to actually. tell me. No, I was just gonna let me tell you. <laughs> okay. You know, how, you ever had a, like an old Connor? Yeah. How's the weather? It's chilly today, but it'll warm up, and that's when my mood will go down because it's almost you know Thanksgiving and it's still 85 outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at least at night it gets really cold. Yeah, that's really nice. I don't want at least at night. I want it to be cold all the damn day. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> loud. <laughs> is that is that loud? Is that loud. Uh, Ellie, how you doing? Good. I have my morning coffee that Connor made because I refused mm. to come today unless I had coffee to have. Um, that's how it goes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um. Anywho, I'm doing pretty good. A little tired. But good. Honestly, Remy's Christmas tree being put up just brightened my mood. Walked in. The tree looks immaculate. Mm -hmm. There's little houses Mm -hmm. that his wife put up that are (laughs) so cute. The village. The little village. Villages. It's just a snowy winter wonderland in his living room. His address, if you want to see it. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, she would actually not be here if she didn't have coffee. That's like... Not even a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you have an espresso? I do. And here's the problem with that. But Connor has like the oldest Mr. Coffee pot <laughs> on like from 1995. Yeah. So here's the problem. I drink two espresso things a day and then it only came in a pack of 10. So I've been out of it since Monday and it's just been a problem. You know, you can buy from Amazon them in 30s. Ah. Yeah, that's what I do. Wow. I'll send you a link. Okay, cool. I'll put the link in the description of this video too, just in case you want to use <laughs> my Amazon else. affiliate link. Warning. 
affiliate. Yeah. Hey, what's We're sponsored by Nespresso. <laughs> that would be so nice. Right? Yeah, it would. We'd all have to be drinking Nespresso coffee for the uh, podcast every episode. We just have to poop all the time. Oh. <laughs> yes, you would, Connor. <laughs> uh, yes, you would. Thank you for that. <laughs> Anyways, what's new, guys? What's going on? Um, Bro, let me tell you. Oh, well, actually, no, I don't want to share this news. <gasps> Why? It's just a stereotype that I have. Um, that you personally have? Yeah. Is this against me? Or are we still in a fight? Is this about singleness? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Because it's funny. I know. But I just don't want to yeah. be that guy. Okay. I, yeah, that's respectable. I, I think I know exactly what you were going to say. What? Do I say it? Go ahead. Uh, that a girl that you... Nope. <laughs> oh. No? A guy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Um, okay, well, then I have no idea. <laughs> I can tell you. I will, for sure. It's a funny joke. Oh, it's just And a it's joke. a reality. I got you. It's a joke reality. We got nice. nothing new going on, though. We're going to a concert tonight. Woo! Oh, yeah. Woo! Woo! How fun. How fun. Cowboy in LA. I'm excited for you, because that's mine and Connor's song. We're going to dance to it at our wedding. So now we get mm. to dance to it at the concert. And I'm going to cry. We're actually having our wedding at the concert. Oh, shh. Ooh, I'm glad I'm there. Yeah, my mom and my sister. They're also coming. I'm so stoked to meet your mom. I'm bringing Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> he's sprawled and laying backwards like he's a dead man on a beach. But anyways, uh, you can fix the blinds if you want for Connor's eyes since it's blind. I am blind. <laughs> His eyes are just squinty this whole time. <laughs> I am blind. Um, so anyways, uh, I was thinking about it as, uh, you guys came in. Well, that's just, that's just too, no other way. Just, yeah, that was just too I dark to be partially blind. No, turn it, turn it all the way upward. So it just, yeah. Perfect. Oh. Sorry guys. For those of you listening there, no, go down. You can still go down. There you go. A little bit more. There we go. Um, wow. Great. Remy, how are you doing? Oh. <sighs> Thanks for asking, yeah, guys. You're Thanks for asking, man. Hey, life's good, guys. Facebook rebranded itself as Meta. The metaverse is coming. NFTs are on the rise. Meta. Uh, Rivian just hit the stock market. Yeah, it did. So, Shinu Ibu is on the rise. Shinu it's gonna Ibu. hit. It's gonna ah. hit a dollar, and I'm gonna be a millionaire. Um, life is great right now. Life is great. I reorganized the room a little bit. Got our carpet in here, which Thanks I think is actually good. gonna help with the uh, sound. Technically, it's a rug. So, thank you. Um, yeah, last night Alyssa was like, can you go get this rug or check it out? I'm not sure if I want it or not. And so I was like, yeah, fine, I'll go check. Cause she was in school. She does like online school stuff right now at night. And so I drive over to this guy's house and it's actually nearby Tim's place, which we just did a podcast on with him. So if you want to go check it out, go and peep over at it. And I go into this neighborhood, pull up to the guy's house. And I'm thinking that this guy just has like a new, like an extra rug. Cause he probably got a new one. And so I'm like walking up and I'm like, Hey, how you doing? He's like at the door waiting for me. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, he like turns around and he's like, yeah, no, come on in. And I walk in and quite literally there is rugs everywhere, like everywhere. It's as if, imagine as if like a, like an Ashley furniture store or something like closed down and he bought every single rug that was in the place and then just like threw it into his house. But he also had chairs, he had couches, he had like, like little display setups for when he would take pictures and stuff. And then he was like, no, come with me upstairs. And so I walk upstairs and I go upstairs and literally see like 300 rugs 
this guy actually, he told, he told me he had 700 rugs and they were just all over his house. And I made the mistake of asking one simple question. <laughs> I literally, Remy, why did I do this to myself? I go, so what got you into selling rugs? <laughs> the first thing he says is, I didn't want to fix my faucet. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he was like, I broke my faucet and I don't want to have to fix it. It was $500. I don't want to fix it. And I was like, oh no. And so it's like the thing he says to transition into a whole story about how we never wanted to pay full price for something again, but there was a demand for carpets and then he got into the carpet business and then now he has like, he, he's not, uh, he's considered like a broker for it. So like he, he quote is a service. He's not an actual reseller, even though he's a dealer. So he just charges a service fee and then pays for whatever the wholesale cost is that he gets for those goods. So like uh, like rest- restoration hardware and like some of those big brand ones, he can get things like way cheaper. But like, I kid you not, I spent two hours at his house. Alyssa legitimately thought that she sent me to be murdered and that something happened because I wasn't responding to text messages because the guy was talking for so long, I didn't even catch anything. She tried calling and then my mom tried calling. I was like, guys, guys, I'm okay, I'm okay. I just, I just don't know how to I'm say stop. I'm dead by the rug guy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah, we got a new rug. End of the story. It's great. Um, so uh, <laughs> as you guys came in this morning, I was just thinking, uh, uh, Christian, you know, looks homeless. And it, it, it had me wondering, uh, why are you out of a job? Um, and then I thought about it even more. And I was like, what is, uh, what is work? What is life? What is anything? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, but I want to start off a question before we get into work. Uh, what is the worst job you guys have ever had? Or if you don't have an answer for that, uh, what is your uh, dream? What was your dream career growing up? And then where are you now? (laughs) I wanted to live in a submarine and be a marine biologist. That's pretty cool, kid. Yeah. And what are you doing now? That same thing. Same. (laughs) I got to go to the submarine later. (laughs) He's on the career path. (laughs) So just being an RA. No, for real though. Uh, Worst job ever. Tilly's. Tilly's you, for sure. You worked oh. at Tilly's? Clackamas Town Center Mall. So like Stop. Portland, Oregon. Tilly's for like three months. Are you serious? It's like my first and only job because I was a real estate agent too. And so, yeah, it was, it's very booty. I'll tell you something. Booty Tilly's cheeks. was there for me when I was in eighth grade and I was size 13. So nobody in this room except nobody for you knows. knows. I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, very large. <laughs> nice. I'm glad we were there for you. <laughs> But Tilly just wants your money. <laughs> Tilly. Singular. Singular. <laughs> That's so funny. I did not know you worked at Tilly's. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, I turned to a coworker like, so who's Tilly? <laughs> <laughs> I was for sure their favorite employee. Got like like employee of the month like two or three times in a row. I only worked there for three months. <laughs> so, <laughs> and like, nice. It was not that hard. That's what's great. up. Connor. I like gift cards. Um, I was going to talk more about this later in the podcast, but when I worked at AJ's. Oh, yeah, summer, I knew you were going to bring that up. Oh, man. What a time to be alive. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I've never seen a man hate his life more than that summer. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's already summer. So he's already at like a six out of 10 because of the heat. Uh-huh. And then add on working at AJ's. And he was like, I might as well just just not exist anymore <laughs> he was in the worst mood all- i would literally sit outside aj's in the heat and just like be there so that when, when he came outside i would just like talk to him and he would just come out every single time and be like i hate my life i hate my life i hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I saw an old lady it. once not put her cart back and Connor to get all the carts. And I fully was thinking in my head like, oh, my God, you better run. Because if Connor sees you doing that, he's going to kill you. I was in charge of that parking lot. I held it at a strict rope length. Nice. You had a lasso when every time someone would leave it outside of the thing. That's what's up. Um, yeah, you can talk about that later. Allie, what was your worst job? I've only ever had one. Oh, my goodness. You have two jobs, technically. Tennis coach and princess. Oh, yeah. I'd say neither. I don't I don't know. I don't hate either of them. What was your dream job growing up then? A uh, fairy princess. A tennis princess. I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> you're now irrelevant to the conversation. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I don't ever... Weirdly enough, I never like had like a dream job. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just how I was raised. Work was never something I thought about. I was just play with my dollies and wanted to be a mom. That was it. Dollies like the things that guys use for moving like equipment. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's work. <laughs> no. Those things are pretty fun. Well, wait, <laughs> you wanted to be a mom? Yeah. Because that's that's a full time job right there. That yeah. is a full time job. Well, I just was playing with my really baby dolls because like I wanted a mom. So I was being a mom. Mm. Who to- were getting deep. It was, well, my, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why I got into psychology. I was like, dang, I am messed up. <laughs> we I think are. I, I think I was going to do counseling cause I, I needed counseling and I was like, I could do it myself. <laughs> just stand in the mirror and just ask all the I know what questions. I'll do. I'll counsel myself. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. So that works. I woke up one morning and said it just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to counsel myself. <laughs> Uh, so I don't actually, well, I, my first job was Subway. Woo. And it wasn't that bad. You worked at Subway? I worked at Subway. Subway. Yeah, dude. I was a sandwich that. artiste. Oh, and then, uh, after I left that gig, um, I worked at a hot dog stand in front of Home Depot. <laughs> that was probably the peak of my <laughs> entire that, career. <laughs> he said, and I still think about it. You were a wiener I wonder man. where that guy is to this day <laughs> that I worked for. I was a wiener man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely in, in my most interesting career. I only worked there for like two and a half months. And for the two and a half months that I worked there, I worked there every weekend. But the guy that I, I worked for was like some like ex-felon and <laughs> like seemed like a good guy. And like once you were, you know, a little bit closer with him and tight, like he was cool. But then to like any other stranger... I was like, dude, you scare people away from your hot dogs. <laughs> I, I used to rack up tips just being nice, just being like, how's your day? What are you buying? You doing a project? Because it's for Home Depot. You got endless conversations to have with people that are going to Home Depot. But um, he would like never get tips. And so he'd come like at the end of the day and he'd be like, wow, I got so much money in there. What'd you do? And I was like, I just didn't look like a freak of nature to people probably. <laughs> just said hi. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a good time in my life. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about learning how to manage my own uh, hot dog cart. <laughs> so that if I ever want to pick it up again, <laughs> I know exactly what I do. And it's got to be Chicago style. Authentic Chicago style. Sesame seed bun, run it through the garden, Vienna hot dogs. You got to do the whole thing. Wow. All That's kind of cool. Yeah. So anyways, we got uh, the topic of work today, guys. Uh, study based on the U.S. Uh, Bureau of Census said that... Uh, U.S. Bureau of Census. Said that I think that uh, of, as of 2021, <laughs> ages 16 to 24, about 56% of people work, which means... Legally. I think there's, I think there's 
Does that account for like under the table jobs? No, it does. I don't think it does. I didn't read too far into the study. I think it basically has to do with just labor. um, I think it just has to do with regular jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Ones that are documented through like W4 and A4 forms and I9s and all that stuff. Anyways. um, So, yeah. Uh, That's kind of like the I think that's kind of a question. I know this is this will be a little bit of a different podcast only because there's, I mean, obviously like scripture talks about work, but regarding certain questions, I think it's a little bit more on the opinion side, uh, and experience side for us than it is going to be like, what does the Bible say about that specifically? So, um, for those of you listening, take it with a grain of salt. This is not going to be, I don't think as heavy into the scripture as far as what it talks about. Um, but this is rather just a little more fun just for our, our personal advice to you guys on getting into the workforce and, uh, what that looks like. So my first question to you guys is, do you guys think that people should be working in high school and in college while being in school? What do you guys think? Uh, I think, first of all, it depends because <clears throat> I think it depends on a lot like your, your situation because my parents were like, you're working as soon as you get the chance to work. So like I just turned 15 and my I was like starting to be a lifeguard. <clears throat> And yeah, you were. Yeah, I was. Bieber hair and everything. This man had a tan like no other man. <laughs> um, so, but then I know like so many other people, like their parents don't make them get a job or they just don't want to. Some people, it's not about their parents. It's like, I want to be working and making money and doing yeah. all these things. So it totally depends. But I think it's helpful for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it creates a sense of responsibility and ownership over, over your life and over your you know finances and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you learn a lot <clears throat> that's helpful. Like, even though I didn't want to go to work all the time, um, I think it's helpful to at least start when, when you're, I think if you're not working in college, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you have a very big disadvantage for when you have to get a job after like if you haven't done anything from high school or college you're gonna have a whole lot of experience or a whole lot of lack of experience that's huge bro that's what connor does whenever i say something good he goes that's huge bro (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. ali what do you think i agree i think it kind of does depend on the way you were raised or your own convictions like I, like Connor said, he was raised where his parents were like, you're going to work. Like you have to work. I never was pushed yeah, um, to work at all. Um, my grandparents, like I knew I could get a job. They just were never like, you need to work. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if that's because of the gap. Cause I mean, my grandma had a job at like 11. So like, I don't know. I don't know what made her not push that, but I never felt the need to work. But then getting into college, um, freshman years when I got my first job mm. and that's when I was like, Oh, like I didn't even know how to do an interview. Like I'd have my friend help me. I was like, is this a good resume? Like in college, that's all we did is like build a resume. And I'm like, okay, is this good? And my friend was like, yeah, but it's all just your accomplishments. It's not what you've like work experience. And I was like, I know cause I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. So I think if you look at it, um, as a future goal of like, yeah, if you haven't worked a day in your life and you're a senior in college, 
I would try to do something at this point, especially at GC. We're very fortunate to have a lot of student worker jobs, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really cool. And that can set you up for a good job when you graduate as well. Um, but I think it's future based. Like I think it is a very good thing, but I also know the flip side of like, I didn't work in high school and I had the best time cause I had a lot of free time. Um, but then people that worked a lot, I don't know, like there's give and take. But I think it's definitely your personal conviction mm-hmm. and a future goal. But I think men, I hate to say it, but I think they have more pressure to find a job. Mm. Like guys do than females do. Yeah. What do you think? For so? me, <clears throat> um, looking back on like high school and I never got a job and I honestly don't know why. Um, I know that I did work extremely hard um, with my grades and with sports and for me, I think I, I really rationalized it in that like my scholarships would pay off for like the jobs that I didn't get and the pay that I would get then. Um, that did end up being the case. So very fortunate for that. Um, but like over the summers, I'm trying to think back, I, th- I think like I would just learn like all summer. Like I would spend a lot of time researching and diving into subjects I was interested in. Um, so even though I wasn't like working, I was learning a lot. Um, so that's something I did in high school. I, I think like, like, you know, we were made to, to work, to fly. We we're made to fly. Um, <laughs> and, and that can definitely look different ways. Like work does not need to be paid necessarily. Um, as long as like you're contributing and adding value, that's really what work is about is learning how to add value to things. Um, so even like in college, like, you know, there's, you don't need to do something that's like paying you. Like a lot of internships are paid in, in different stuff, but if you're doing something that is giving you experience and like adding value and thinking critically and that sort of thing, like that's what employers are really looking for. Not just like, did you work at McDonald's? You know, have you had a job? What's up guys. Hey, so if you did not know the vessels podcast is brought to you by the Christian apparel line, ask us why. And if you guys did not know, ask us why, honestly, I, as much as we identify as a Christian apparel line, we really try to focus, I would say about 75% of what we do as ministry. And, uh, the best way that you guys can support us, if you love what we do is to actually head over to our shop and to potentially buy something because all of what we receive from that honestly gets reinvested back into the company and towards the ministries of what we're doing. And so that can come through our podcast that we do with slash our emails that we send out on a weekly basis that covers topics that we talk about with additional resources for you guys to learn from. It can come from our social media and how we choose to uh, use those platforms to educate and encourage and teach. Uh, It can come from our our website with our resource hub that comes from articles. And then honestly, we're we're pretty stoked to announce pretty soon uh, our project 315 that we've been working on, which gets us involved with churches and with youth ministry. And so if you guys love what we're doing and you want to continue to help support us in what we're doing and be a part of this vision and this mission together, uh, we would really, really appreciate if you checked out our shop. And with that being said, we just dropped our brand new collection six. I'm wearing the hoodie right now if you're watching on our YouTube. Um, But if you're listening to our podcast, you can check it out on our shop at askuswhyshop.com. This hoodie has been selling out like crazy. So I would encourage you guys to check it out. It's a continuation of our Let Me Tell You a Story tee. But we have three other designs as well as our classic designs that are all always, always selling out. And so if you guys wanted to check one of those things out, and if you love any of our merch, then that can be a great way for you guys to support us and to be a part of the ministry. So with that being said, go and check it out. We would appreciate it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for the support that you've already given to us.
us, even just listening to our podcast and sharing and talking about Ask This Why with other people. Um, and again, if you want to support us in other ways, that's another great way you guys can do that. But with that being said, we're going to jump back into this episode. Peace yeah. out. Love it. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's something super advantageous about working at a younger age, but I also think that it's hard because yeah, there's certain families, especially in like lower income families where like kids don't have a choice. Like the second that they can legally work, even before that, when they're under the table, like they have to do what they can to try and provide for their family to like do something to help out with it. So some people are just second they can, they're, they're doing what they can to make money just to help make ends meet for everybody. Um, some people grow up with a, a parent where they own a business, and so their kid usually is involved with that. Uh, I think a perfect example of this is Gary V. Gary V. is someone who like grew up oh, like working mm. with his dad in his shop uh, until he was like 22, and then he started running the whole thing. Um, so some people kind of grow up into it, and then you have that other area where it's like parents that are that make enough income to where they you know can give their kids an option of like, do you want to work or not want to work. But when you think about the majority of the world, especially in like developing countries or in third world countries, like they don't have options. <laughs> None of them do. No, no kid gets to be like, ah, I don't think I want to work. Because if you think about it, for a lot of them, especially so for instance, like in Zambia, where we go to in like these uh, these villages, like their kind of work is like what is pretty traditional in like the beginning of time, which is like tending to the land that you have and making sure that you're um, taking care of the vegetation and crops because that's your food for the winter or for the summer or whatever. And so, um, if you choose to like not help out with that, it's like, what do you do with your time? <laughs> so I think that we live in a time today where instead of work, we have so many other options because we have technology and we have video games and we have friends and we can, you know, live up experiences and stuff. And so I think obviously you can, you know, have a ton of fun in life and go do things with friends and travel and whatnot, especially if your parents can like pay for that stuff. But huge disadvantage for when you either get into college or you're looking for that career, because like you're saying, your resume doesn't really show that you have work experience. It shows accomplishments. But how are you in the workforce? Because what is your um, what's your your uh, experience with like a bad boss? Like, how do you manage with working with people that you don't like? Mm -hmm. How do you do with uh, timeliness and showing up to things? Because no one clocks you in and out for school. How do they know you're not showing up late? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, some classes, I think it will give you like a tardy slip or something like that. But like, I showed up late all the time and I didn't get a tardy slip. Tardy. Because all you got to do is just be nice to the teacher and be like, yeah, what's up, Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Tardy. Mrs. Tardy. Mrs. How you doing? Tilly. Miss Tilly. <laughs> Can we talk about how weird that word is real quick? Yeah, it's a weird it word. is. It is a little weird. Welcome to Tilly's Tardy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Tilly's Tardy. Um, tart e. Tardies. Tart e. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I love. It's just a subtle point. Um. Yeah. But uh. So for instance, uh, let me explain real quick some uh, advantages that I've personally experienced. So. There was actually a day, a long, long time ago, when I was a young wee lad. I was wee but an 11-year-old boy. Actually, no. 10? Nope. 8? I think it was an 8-year-old child. <laughs> no. I was somewhere. 25. I was, <laughs> nope. Nope. I think this is actually in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, this was last week. No. Uh, I wanted to buy an iPod Nano. I was like, this thing came out. All the kids had it. And I was like, I want one of these. My eyes would get all big every time I saw what one. What color did you want? 
uh, just silver. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a neutral man. And, uh, <laughs> I wanted one and it's on parents. And I was like, yo, give me one of these. And they were like, <laughs> he said straight up, dad, give me one right now. Yep. And then I got smacked across the face really hard. And he said, I'm not buying you crap. And he didn't say the word crap. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he sent me to the fields. No, he, he told me to work for it. And my mom said the same thing. It was actually, I think more my mom than my dad that actually said it. Um, cause my mom's the entrepreneur of the family. And so, uh, I remember I used to go on a good old word doc. I actually had a friend that was trying to create something in a word document that like nowadays it's like, what are you doing? Why are you, doing, why are you using word? <laughs> it was so funny, but I, I did it through word document. I, t- I went and Googled like beautiful home and I just found some like rich mansion with like great grass in front of it. And I pasted it on the front and then I wrote down below like, what's up? My name is Jeremy. I want to buy an iPod <laughs> Nano and it costs $150. So I'm going to be working in the neighborhoods doing odd jobs for you uh, so I can reach my goals. <laughs> so I went and like literally like knocked on people's door and was like, yo, what's up? I'm Jeremy and I want to work for you. And, and I, I want an iPod Nano. <laughs> and I want an iPod Nano. <laughs> and it costs $150. <laughs> just like that on the script. And I just tell him like, if you guys have anything you need, you need your car wash, you need your weeds pulled in the front or backyard, if you need your house tended to, if you need to mow the lawn, all these kind of things. I was like, I got you. I got you. And so um, I did a bunch of random odd jobs throughout the summer and I bought an iPad Nano. And then from there, it was like, I started to kind of build on this path of like, wow, it's cool. Like when I make money, there's a reward for that. Or when I work, I can make money and that's the reward. And and that's super awesome. And it's fulfilling in the sense of like, my work didn't go in vain. And so uh, then there was a time where my parents were still kind of buying a few things for me here and there. And I remember we didn't have as much money. And so my mom would, my parents for a long time only ever bought us shoes through Payless uh, shoe source. If you guys mm-hmm. heard of, yeah, you guys know Payless. Um, you don't know what Payless is? Wow. You grew up rich, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Payless was like all of your, it's where Airwalk is like the brand. Have you ever heard of Airwalk? The brand. Nope. All right. Yep. Yes. You're poor. I'm, I will be poor. You were rich. <laughs> um, and, uh, it was like all the knockoff brands to get you kind of close to the, like basketball shoes and vans and whatnot. And so, Anyways, it's really home to like the dad shoe. That, that's where they're all at. And <laughs> that's where dads go. And so I remember one time I told my mom, I was like, mom, I need new shoes. And she was like, okay. And I was like, but make sure like, can I please go with you when you go to get them? Cause I want to, I want to pick them out. And, uh, she was like, yeah, sure. Well, blah, blah, whatever. Well, she ended up going to the store or something. And then she stopped by cause it's right next door. And she got me a pair of shoes and this pair of shoes quite literally was like, it looked like they were my dad's. And she's like, no, these are for you. <laughs> they were like all white. Cause I said I wanted all white, but they were like new balance, like dad shoes. And I was like, what the heck is this <laughs> mom? And I got super mad at her. And she was like, all right, you want to throw a fit like that? I'm not buying you things anymore. And I only got an allowance of $40 a month. And after that, I just had to buy things myself. And so, uh, from there I had to learn the work ethic of working for the things that I wanted. And so the second I turned uh, 16, I got a job at Subway. I think I applied like three days after my birthday. Um, And so I applied, I got hired there. And then from there, I kind of moved around with jobs. And I think what happened is um, as I got into college, I got a really good job before going to college at a coffee shop that pays well with tips. 
And basically, um, I was able to pay for college while going to college. And so I came out of college debt free. And so there's a lot of students or people out there that are, I mean, well, yeah, they would have to be students <laughs> if they're going to college. A lot of students in college that aren't working right now. Like Alyssa, when she found out that I worked during college and like paid off my debt, she's like, I didn't know you could do that. She's like, what? She was like mind blown. She's like, I am so sorry. I am bringing debt into this house. I'm... I'm a horrible human being. It's like, no, it's okay. But like, I wonder how many people share that mindset where it's like, you mean I can work and balance a life and have a social life still and stuff? Cause it's like half the time you're not dealing with things with your friends, like every second of the day. Like if you are, you're burnt out real quick. So, uh, there is a huge advantage to like paying off college, but also getting that work experience. And then, um, having that to use for a resume when you're trying to get somewhere else or even getting connections to a job that you want using networking skills within the work environment you already have and stuff. So that's just kind of my story of like my perspective on what I think about work. Obviously it can be optional, but I think that people are really missing out because you can wait, but it doesn't really do you any good waiting. That doesn't add to your resume. It doesn't add to your experience or skill set. And you're not making any money. If your parents are paying for stuff, like great, that's, you know, a huge blessing. But at the same time, like don't make that a habit because you don't want to get out of it and then I have all a of question. A sudden, yeah. What? So, you know, today, you know, with the younglings, the culture we live in, you know, mm. the kids, mm-hmm. you know, all the things they do and say yeah. these days mm-hmm. yeah. that we don't understand now because mm. we're old. Yeah. Yeah. What is swag? I heard that the other day. <laughs> That's a you know, back. YOLO and such. What does that mean? Uh, the floss. <laughs> I remember having to explain to Mike uh, Bougie. He was like, uh, bougie what how do you say that word <laughs> boogie and i was like, <laughs> I was like it's I pronounced know. booger mac <laughs> anyways what if you know all these kids have all these other different ways to make money like why do you have to go you know why do you have to work yeah what if they sell nfts Subway? these days no, why can't what if i just they just have a tiktok yeah why can't i just be an influencer and get like, to sway house like why do i have to pay why do you have to go to college why can't i just do all these things that i want to do you know make money off youtube and streaming and all of these things you totally can like, oh, i think you can I think the thing that matters is having work ethic and knowing that like you have responsibilities to fill and I think that's what work adds the value to because you can I mean like you can work smart and make money way faster doing things I mean if you want to be like a you know crypto guy or sell it of teas or be a YouTube influencer like you can do those things I know a lot of people on YouTube do that and they're really good people that have like really good work ethic still and stuff um, so like yes to all those things but is there a difference at all between, because all those things, you can do all of those things yeah. and not be a believer in Christ and still get good work ethic and still have good experience mm-hmm. and climb the ladders and all these things. Is there any difference at all to work and, you know, the general concept as a Christian? Hmm. Yeah, I think <clears throat> for a lot of people who aren't Christians, it's work is just an exchange. And it's not about how you can add value to people to like honor the Lord. I think that's the big difference um, just off the bat. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also a lot of people that are Christians that have jobs that they hate. And so they don't even exhibit what it means to be a Christian in the workforce or they're not doing their responsibility there either. So, I mean, you could find unhealthy sides on both of the spectrum. You could find someone that loves what they do and they're a YouTuber, but their YouTube job is sharing the gospel. And they build up a really good following. And so they have that. Now they might miss out on certain aspects of work where it's like, you know, you have to show up on time because you don't have that. But you can learn that elsewhere. Um, 
you, you have, you know, working with employees or working for a boss, it's like, you know, you don't have those things specifically, but it also depends on what your goals are. If you're never going to work for someone again, then you don't really need to have those things. So I guess it really depends on what your goals are. Cause if your goal is to get into the field of like science and maybe being like a nurse or something, you can go down that route of trying to study or, I mean, uh, like doing YouTube or selling those things. But if you could find a job that gets you within that environment and gets you more experience and connections and could potentially get you a job when you get out of college, then that's a way more having like advantage. It's a bigger advantage than if you're just going to do the other thing. So. Well, and I feel like Christians don't see money as like their personal gain. I feel like a lot of it is like, <clears throat> like, you know, I don't know, like this is not our forever home. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, like a good Christian man sees it as like, okay, I need to provide for my family. I need to like follow the rules of the government. I have to pay my taxes on time. I also need to tithe my money. Yeah. Like it's not like, a, oh, this is all mine. I'm not going to share it with anyone. Like yeah. they spread their, like that's what we're called to do. I feel like. Yeah. That's so a big part so of for too. Christians that like do live that out. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of Christians that are still garbage. Correct. At that. Not yeah. garbage human beings, just no. like that in that area. <laughs> so you talked about like goals, like what our goals should be. What are what should our goals be as Christians in the workforce? You know, whatever that looks like. Yeah, uh, I think that the ultimate goal is in, in understanding what scripture talks about. Like, I mean, first we have to remember that work is not a curse, right? I mean, Genesis 2.15 talks about how God put Adam into the garden for him to work for it and to labor in it um, and to take care of it. So we already understand that like we have a responsibility on earth for like where we are and the environment we're around. And part of that is family. So, I mean, let's say that you're, you know, your goal is to, to have a family one day, then your goals are going to need to align with what it means to have a family. You're going to, you know, need to have some kind of job that can provide for them, uh, a shelter that they can stay in and, um, things of the like, but also like being able to manage a schedule where you can love your wife well, um, and lead the family <clears throat> towards Christ. And so, um, if your goal is that you decide you want to be single and you want to just do, you know, mission work or evangelize, or maybe you just feel called to singleness, then I think your goals will be a little bit different. I don't think that God, as long as like we, our intentions and our heart are towards like honoring the Lord and living out his will every day, which more than anything has to do with our posture and behavior and our choices than it does about like our career path. Cause I think God gives us a lot of freedom to choose those things. And so, um, if we have a certain desire to go a different way, um, for like a career option, like you're stuck between two options, I don't think God's going to be more disappointed in you because you went with one option over the other. And so as far as like plans go, I think that as long as we work for those things, God establishes those plans. I believe it's Proverbs. Did I even write that one down? I don't know if I wrote that one down. I think it's Proverbs 16 talks about how like uh, man works hard um, and the Lord establishes his plans or something of that sort. And so I think that our goals for when it comes to work is um, one to work like our goal should be to work, not to not work or avoid work at all possible. I think that there's a huge movement right now of trying to get to that. Like, and I mean, we kind of talk about it in the last podcast we did with Tim like kind of like the dream job, but at the same time, like not the idea of retiring, but like being able to like balance life well with that. But there's a huge movement of, you know, I want to just get a bunch of money fast and then I want to retire and not have to work ever again. It's like, there's nowhere in the Bible that says to do that. 
so I think that the goal for work is like to work and we have freedom to choose what we want to do in that. Um, as long as we're bringing honor to the Lord in it and wherever, whatever environment we're in, we're using that for the Lord to grow the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the main purpose is knowing <clears throat> that, you know, work is not where you find your fulfillment. Like yeah. the Lord places you in different places. Like, uh, we're cities on a hill and we shouldn't be putting, you know, like our, our new drop shameless plug. Like, don't just be uh, oh, new a drop. Sunday Christian. I said new job. I was like, what? <laughs> no, but like, I think so many Christians have two separate lives, mm. like one on Sunday and then one Monday through Saturday. And <clears throat> they put their faith on a shelf um, when they go to work and then they pick it back up Sunday morning. Um, and it's just, you know, nobody even at their work knows what they believe, who they are. Um, and what they're actually working for. Yeah. And the Lord, it, it doesn't even matter if you're in a job. Like when I worked at AJ's, I, I did not like that job. I hated being there, but I knew that like people are going to ask me, um, you know, why I was here, you know, we were supposed to go on a missions trip. We were supposed to go to Zambia that summer. Weren't able to go. Um, and so I got to talk to people about why I even did that, why I wanted to go to Zambia, what the whole purpose was that, um, and even though I hated being there, I hated being, you know, picking up carts in the parking lot for people who can't put them back themselves. <laughs> Those <laughs> and, are evil human and beings. And cleaning, cleaning up after adults. Um, it stinks. <laughs> it was the worst. But it taught me so much patience. It taught me um, to, be, to be humble and to, um, to thrive where the Lord placed me um, and to be in a spot where I could even if, if it was something I didn't enjoy, it was um, something that gave me joy um, to, to, to help share like why I had a joy that didn't matter, like my, my circumstances. Like it didn't matter where I was working or what I was doing. Like our joy is not the fulfillment of those things. It's that the joy that we're given through the Lord and through the Holy Spirit. And so <clears throat> it, I think it's uh, Colossians 3 that says, you know, whatever you do, or it might be yeah, Titus three, too. No, it's 323. Okay. <clears throat> that like work for the Lord um, and work heartily for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we talk a lot about that too, of like when you go to your job, be on time, you know, don't be lazy. Um, make the, make the you know, the commands of the Lord um, attractive to all. Yeah. And you can do that every single day. It's not just on Sunday. You do that through your work. Um, you know, if you're working at McDonald's, if you're working at AJ's or Subway or hot dog cart or you're, you know, in Silicon Valley, like you do those Come things. Come buy my wieners. Or, <laughs> or, or you're a princess. princess. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, okay. Just kind of going into that then. Uh, what is your guys' tips? How do we share faith in the workforce? How do we like share our faith with those around us? Because that can be kind of scary. Maybe our coworkers are kind of have tension with or they just kind of seem like they don't want to talk at all. Like how do you, how do you live out the faith in like a way that is exhibiting Jesus and sharing Jesus with those in it? Yeah. I think it's very simple, not always easy, um, but for sure doing things well um, when people are not watching. And I think over time people like notice, Oh, like he didn't leave the store unswept or he didn't like slack on this or that and the way that you interact with customers and with your employees you're not like not gossiping about your manager who's doing a terrible job or a coworker who's like slacking is going to 
significantly differentiate you from anyone else in the workplace. Um, and going in with like, you know, a sort of like joy and peace, um, being able to like give advice to other people, you know, you, you spend time with people and they're just going to confide in you. Um, and if you can like tell them about like, Oh yeah, like I had this terrible experience in my life. You know, if you start that conversation and like, you know, it was a bummer, but like I learned so many great things and like the Lord is really faithful through it all. You know, you don't, it's okay to like be a Christian in the workplace and talk about the Lord. I think most people were like respect that you have that faith, even though they might not agree with it. Um, and it'll lead to conversations cause they'll see how you work differently and how you, you live life differently. And, um, it'll just naturally lead to like, Oh, you know, do you go to church? You know, at some point will be something that you can ask them or like, what do you do on the weekends? Or, you know, mm-hmm. and that'll lead, you know, slowly. Oh, okay. Like you want to come with me or whatever the case may be. Um, are like really cool ways to just share your faith in the workplace is my experience. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think the best way to, not the best way, but probably the easiest way is to work hard. And that doesn't mean like, you know, avoid people and avoid conversation and like just put your head down and just, you know, do everything you're told. Um, In a way, that's what it means. But, um, you know, being available for for the people who are around you. Um, And I think making yourself um, look different, not so that people, you know, selfishly, but... Um, I think the world is generally, you know, they have a different view of work and so it's going to be different how they actually work. Yeah. Um, like there's people who aren't Christians that love their jobs, obviously. Um, but our, our love for, for work, um, isn't based in because we love our job. It's because we love Christ. Um, and so I think naturally, you're going to look different and people are going to ask questions like Christian said. And so that's huge because, um, in a way you don't just have to like come into work every single day and start preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, you do that sometimes through your actions and then when the opportunity is there and, um, another way is just asking God to open those doors to have opportunities revealed to you and ask him for the courage and boldness to act upon those opportunities. Cause I think every single day we have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're there, we get nervous or we get scared and we kind of just look the other way. Um, and so if you pray for those opportunities, God will give them to you. Yeah. Allie, how do you share Jesus being a princess? Um, kind of little buttercup. Do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> kind of tough considering, <clears throat> All my stories start with once upon a time and end with lived happily ever after. Um, but I feel like the best way I have learned to share the gospel is like, or to share Jesus or exude like Jesus through myself um, to the kiddos is like, I have to remember that I'm in a stranger's home and I don't know these little kids, but mm-hmm. I get to love them yeah. and I get no credit. The kid has no idea I'm Allison. They mm-hmm. see me as Rapunzel. They see me as Ariel. And so I take that with a really heavy like heart of like, I'm going to love them and show them that they are special. Mm-hmm. And it's fairly easy. I mean, the kids are really cute. They're dressed like you. They fawn over you. But I found in certain circumstances, kids will say things like, yeah, my brother died yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you're just looking at them. I've had um, CPS show up and take a little girl. And it's like, she just collapsed on me and was crying in my arms. And then CPS comes and takes her. 
And I realized I wasn't there for a birthday. I was there to distract the kids because this girl needed to go. And I don't know how long she'd been at this house, but moments like that where I'm like, I get to be such a light for these kids. And even if I'm having a bad day, I just want those kids to like feel special and loved. And it's a really cool job in what I get to do because those kids don't know who I am. And Mm. that's like the beauty of it is I just get to love them for who they are and where they are and make them feel special, which is like what I think Jesus does for all of us. Like he doesn't ask for a thank you or anything. Like he just gives us love so freely. And that's what I try to do every single time. Love it. Yeah. I, I got like two things I'll say real quick and we'll wrap up. So the first is more often than not, in most work environments, I would say yours is just a little bit different only because, you, you know, I mean, maybe you have little break times if you're with another princess to like chat with them and stuff for like coworkers, but yeah. maybe, but uh, either way, most of us have a coworker and usually after a while you get to know each other and you usually follow each other on social media, just catch up on life. And so one is, I would say, um, as odd as it is, it's like, what does your social media tell about you? Like, yeah, what do they think about um, when they see your page? Do they think, oh, this guy's, this girl's a Christian and like she believes in Jesus, it looks like. She has a verse in her bio, but maybe I'm seeing a bunch of just pictures of her in like bathing suits. So like maybe she's not, maybe she's, I don't know. Or maybe it's a guy and it's like, oh, it seems like he parties a lot or just posts pictures when he goes to concerts or football games, but he says he's in his bio that he's a Christian or something. Or maybe it doesn't even say that. You know what I'm saying? But, um, if you're trying to live out your faith through your social media and you're, you know, preaching the gospel and sharing that through that medium, then when people follow you that are your coworkers, that's what they're going to know about you. They're like, oh, this guy's a Christian. And from there, they're watching you mm-hmm. because you have a title on your head. And we don't treat it like a title. It's for us, it's an identity, but that's what they see. And so if, you know, we have it that way, then that's a great way for us to lead the example of what it means to be a Christian, to work hard for the Lord, to not participate in gossip, to not half cut the job, not to show up late all the time, not to, you know, do those things that a Christian really shouldn't be doing. And, uh, from there it can open opportunities for them to not even need to have a conversation with you, but witness what it looks like to be a Christian. Because if, if we're being honest, like y'all know a Mormon, right? everyone here like knows a Mormon, like Mormons are just known for being like the nicest people on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like it makes it attractive for whatever they do. Cause you're like, you seem always happy. You seem like you have a great life and all these things. And so people are like kind of flocking towards that. But at the same time, it's like, you know them by that. Christians really were known for our hypocrisy. Like we're really bad at that and we're bad because we mess up in a lot of areas. Um, but like if we did a better job of living that example in the workforce and people just knew it just because that's just how we naturally are and that's what we talk about or whatever, then that will in inherently and consequently just like, like pour out into your workforce and people will see that and they'll take example. And then my next thing I would say, because this actually happened a lot, I had a lot of conversations at Subway because there was a lot of downtime where we didn't have someone coming into order. And so I would have conversations with these guys all the time. And it wasn't until I think the last like five months that I was there that we had someone that was older than like 30 with us, but everyone else was kind of around the same age group. And so instead of trying to, um, like force Jesus on them. I think what I did is I just sought to understand them better. So I would ask questions. I'd be like, Hey, you ever been to church before? And they'd be like, uh, I did a couple times when I was a kid. 
I didn't really go anymore. Or they'd be like, yeah, I grew up my whole life going. I just kind of stopped recently. And then from there, you get to ask more questions about, you know, like, why? Like, do you have you thought about going back again, et cetera, right? And what it does is it, it develops relationship. Because I think we, we think on this scale sometimes of like, oh, we could die tomorrow. So if I don't share Jesus today, then the Lord's going to be upset at me. It's like, no, I think that we, we need to take that out and just think like, just imagine you're in it for the long run, for at least a little bit, you know, for at least a few months or whatever. And with that mindset, go into that, trying to just first develop a relationship. Cause I think that's what matters most is having a relationship with them, not just making them some check off the list. I told you about Jesus kind of thing, but like get to know them and kind of walk alongside them. And then from there, get to know them, ask questions. And then I think that as you do that and you pray for wisdom and revelation from God, which is something Paul always prayed for and something we should be always praying for and praying for opportunities, like you said, it's always going to open up doors for those conversations and for you to invite them to church, to invite them to have a conversation, to come to a Bible study and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I tried multiple times inviting them to Bible studies and they never, they never came, but that doesn't mean that my work was in vain, that what I did didn't like have an impact yeah. on them. I mean, I, I pray that they still, you know, maybe have come to Christ today, but <clears throat> either way it's planting seeds. So what I would say is don't think of it, this like sharing faith in the workforce is like <clears throat> turning to your guy in your next cubicle and being like, Hey, do you believe in Jesus? Cause you should accept him. Cause you're going to go to hell if you don't. And he's like, what the frick Richard? Um, <laughs> like think of it as have a relationship, get to know them better. Like let them know who you are and what you believe. Like when they ask questions too, like be bold and saying it doesn't be like, yeah, I mean, I, I go to church, be like, no, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ and I believe firmly in him. And it's my identity. That's who I am. It's not in my work. It's not in my school. It's not in my um, sports, any of that kind of stuff. And just kind of live that out. And I think that over time, the Lord's going to honor you in that. And it'll help push you in the right direction to plant seeds or bring someone to Jesus. Amen, brother. Amen. Praise, Praise you know, the Lord. So, anyways, uh, Connor has to go to work. Connor is I, just, you know, he's literally the worst. Yeah, I already, Why do we even have to go to work? What is this baloney? <laughs> I'm not going to go. What is this malaki? Huh? So, yeah, anyways, we're going to get off this podcast now. <clears throat> but I hope that that was beneficial for you guys in some way. If it was, go ahead and like this video. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you can let... Uh, I think we're dropping videos every Monday at 3 p.m. now. Um, podcasts come out Monday, I think, at 10 a.m. And then 10 cents episodes on Thursdays. So uh, if you're not following us on any of those platforms to get notifications, go and do that. I don't know why the heck you're not go already. Go do it, bro. Come on. Um, I love how you guys are all dancing along to this. Um, and then, uh, if you guys did not see, we dropped a new design. It's our Monday through Saturday. Don't just be a Sunday Christian. Got it in a crew neck and in an ivory tee. It's pretty dope. Check it out on the website. Limited stock. I don't know if we're going to restock these guys. I might restock the crew necks like one time, but I don't know how much I'm going to do it. So if you want one, go and get one before they're out. And, uh, make sure you guys are following us. if you don't have one, then you're not cool. So then you're just a Sunday Christian. <laughs> okay but, so uh, later yeah we'll uh we'll catch you guys in the next episode love you guys Bye. peace peace out Bye.